Hello, I'm Martin Brown from Martin Brown's Marketing Bugle podcast, helping you market your business online. Thank you for listening. There are e-learning courses and other bonuses that you can take for free, which are associated with this series of podcasts. Visit my website, martinbrown.com for details. That's Martin with a Y. You can also join my monthly magazine, Digital Bugle, which is downloadable every issue by subscribing to my email updates. Hello, Martin Brown here from martinbrown.com. Welcome to another interview, and I have a feeling that today's interview is going to be rather engaging, fun, and extremely motivational, because James Malinchek is one of America's leading keynote speakers and business coaches. USA Today named him world premier speaker, trainer, and coach, and has also been featured on ABC's hit show, Secret Millionaire. And now, James, it's a great pleasure to welcome you to Martin Brown's Marketing Bugle podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I truly appreciate it. It's great to have you with us. As I mentioned in the introduction, you're widely regarded as one of the best motivational speakers in the world. Can I start by asking, was that always an ambition? No, it wasn't actually. Um, uh, I just remember saying, man, but if I can make $2,000 when I was getting out of school, if I make $2,000 a month, I'll be set for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know? And, you know, that's it. I'll pay my rent, pay my car insurance. I'm good, right? And um, I have a friend who uh, is a kind of a celebrity here in the uh, U.S. He's a former pro football player. His name is Joe Theismann, a legendary quarterback for the Washington Redskins. And I went to see him speak back in 1995. I'd never seen a speaker before. And uh, I just loved what he did. Like he got up there, told stories, he motivated, inspired folks. And we went out to lunch after and I asked him, not knowingly, very ignorantly, I said, hey, did they pay you to be out here? And he looked at me like, yeah. And I said, well, would they pay you like $50 or something? And, and he looked at me like I had nine heads. He said, no, they paid me $10,000. This was back in 1995. And I about fell off the chair. I said, well, they paid you $10,000 to do what? He said to deliver that speech. I mean, Joe's 25000 30000 now. And I was like, what? They paid you to talk for 45 minutes? And Joe is the guy that started explaining the speaking industry and how it's really a business. And I'm the kind of guy, you don't have to hit me in the head with a two by four twice. I catch it the first time you hit me, right? <laughs> Wait a minute, I can help people. I can inspire them and they will pay me? Oh my gosh, I'm going to do this. And, and I did. And my first talk, well, actually, I did about 80 for free because I didn't know anything about the business side of speaking. And then my first paid talk was um, $50 and a free dinner. <laughs> and that's how I got started. <laughs> and which did you enjoy the most, the $50 or the free dinner? Well, uh, I'll take the free dinner because I actually had to drive about three and a half hours one way. And I emceed an event for about four hours, and then I drove, drove three and a half hours back. So I think I used the $50 up in gas. <laughs> I think the free dinner when I got there was better. 
Well, you're from a small town in Pennsylvania. So how did you go from such humble beginnings to becoming one of the world's most revered authors, speakers and business coaches? Well, you know, I think growing up in that small town environment had a lot to do with it. Um, we're wonderful, great people. We had about 6,000 people in our town and we didn't have much. Dad worked in the steel mill uh, on the trains, hauling coal and all kind of uh, scrap metal. And mom was a lunch mother at the schools, meaning serving lunches to kids going to school. So we didn't have anything. And um, <clears throat> I think growing up in that environment, well, the, the blessing I had was I had a cousin who was very successful, who came from that town. And he would always invite me to New York City to uh, live with him. He was a commodity trader on the commodity exchange in New York in these uh, gold, silver, and mercantile pits. And uh, very wealthy guy. And, and he was the guy that showed me what's possible and that it doesn't matter where you start in life. It, this, it matters where you decide to finish and that you could be, do, and have anything you want in life. And something my father taught me that if, if you can do anything you want in life, if you listen, if you don't listen to people who tell you you can't do something, you just believe in yourself. And so I think, and this is what I think is so important today for folks, you know, folks are doing certain things. They may want to do a bigger goal or bigger dream, and they don't think it's possible because they've never been shown the way or had the door cracked open and had some light coming in. And I think that's what my cousin did to me. You know, he was, I mean, I, I saw this whole world, you know, I mean, like this guy had like Rolls Royce and things like that. I mean, I, I was a steel mill town kid. I didn't even know that was even possible for somebody like me, but because he cracked the door and showed me just a glimmer of light. Now, what I tell people all the time, people will give you a cracked door with a glimmer of light and, and an opportunity or, you know, some advice, but then you got to get off your, your ass and do something with it. You know, like I, I was just fortunate that I followed and did exactly. Here was my rationale. If this man is successful and very wealthy and uh, has tons of, you know, celebrity people that look up to him, maybe I ought to listen to him and do what he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's all I did. You know, my, my part was easy. I just had to execute on the plan or the paths that he already created for himself. I just had to do them for me. I don't want to say it was easy. It was a lot of long hours and things like that. But I didn't have to kind of create it. I just So I always tell folks, look for somebody who already has what you have They've already figured it out and then go up and, and ask them to mentor you. If you have to pay them to consult or coach for you with you, do that because they will not cut your learning curve in half. They'll cut it by 90% because they already figured it out. I mean, a lot of people talk about luck as being a key element here. No, I'm not, I'm not lucky enough or so on. So what would you say, James, about luck? What is it? Has it, played a part in your success would you say absolutely not no so saying you know relying on luck that's an easy way out that's like saying you know i watched the movie the secret and the universe is going to give me everything so i don't actually have to do anything i'll just sit on my couch and i'll wait for customers to come in or i'll wait for money to walk in or i'll wait for the love of my life to you know crawl through the window because i'm giving it up to the universe i mean come on let's get real if that's what somebody believes and they believe that it's just luck that gets handed to them, 
I mean, you're better off waiting for Mer, Mo, Larry, or Curly from the Three Stooges to bring you something. You know? No, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, and then you get off your butt and you do something about it. No, I absolutely do not believe it's luck. I completely agree. So, I mean, in terms of your own business and your own success, how hard do you have to push yourself? Wow, I love this question. Because I grew up in a steel town and I watched my father, who was the hardest working man I've ever known in my life. He uh, he would get off a day from the mill and he would like, you know, put a fence around the yard. <laughs> That's his day off. Right. Or he would get a day off and he would dig up sore pipes from the uh, you know sanitation from the sewer. Like he would do some work like hard manual labor. And I used to believe that hard work is what it takes. And. It wasn't until I got out on my own and started being a, an entrepreneur and thinking things through that I realized something. Um, it's not about working harder. It's about working, and most people say smarter, and I said that's absolutely incorrect. It is not about working harder. It is not about working smarter. It's about working right. If you do things the right way, you don't have to work hard. Because you got things. Here, I'll give you. Here's, here's how I learned this. When I was playing high school basketball, there was a playground by my house, and my goal was, boy, if I work hard all day long, all in the summer for 12 hours a day out there shooting, then I'm I'm going to be a pretty good shooter, and I might get offered a scholarship to a university. And so I did that, and I was out there 12, 14 hours. Matter of fact, I even worked really smart. I worked as a busboy. I made some money. I went to the paint store and I bought a paintbrush and a tape measure and some paint. And I painted a, a three-point shooting arc out there so I could shoot from far away because I was thinking, boy, if I get used to this, when it comes time in a few months to be in regular season, I'm going to be ready to go. So I'm working. I used to wear weight vests. I used to do wrist curls. And I, I'd be out there 12, 14 hours a day. I used to shoot at night. Because my theory was if I can make it, make the baskets when it's dark, I can make it when the gym lights are on in the game, right? So I was working hard. I was working smart, right? Preparing myself, getting my legs strong, all that, my wrist strong. And I couldn't make a shot for about six weeks. And finally, one day I got mad. I threw my shirt down. I kicked the ball down the street. And there was a man, Mr. Mason, who would sit on a swing in our little town in his yard overlooking the, the basketball court. And he got up from his swing in his yard. He walked over to me and he said, Malachek, come here. He said, I'll tell you why you're missing your shots. And I said, well, did you play? He said, nope, I never played in my life. I said, did you coach? He said, nope, never coached. And I'm thinking, what in the heck is this guy who never played or never coached going to tell me why I'm missing my basketball shots? So sarcastically, I said, good, Mr. Mason, tell me. He said, well, you're working hard. I'll give you that, kid. You're out here 12, 14 hours a day in the hot sun. And in theory, you're working smart because I see you with the west the weight vest on and you're you got the paint and the paintbrush and the line and all that. He said, But son, you're not working right. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not working right. He says, Your elbow is sticking out every time you shoot the ball, and I'm watching you shoot curveball. And there's an old line in basketball where the elbow goes, the ball flows. And he said, Kid, why don't you get your elbow in and shoot the ball the right way and I'll bet you make your shots? And I did. And I made them and then I made them further. And it was so easy to make the shots. I didn't have to be, I could go out there for an hour, 90 minutes, shoot the right way. And I was done for the day. I didn't have to work hard 12, 14 hours a day. It's not about working 
harder. It's not about working smarter. It's about working right. And what helps you to stay focused now, James? Because I guess, you know, you've achieved so much in your career. How do you now stay focused on what you're working on now and what you're working on next? Well, it has to be uh, very fun for me. I mean, I got to enjoy it. It has to be fun. It has to be uh, easy. I heard this term one time somewhere, ELF. I can't remember where I heard it. ELF, E-L-F, and I kind of like the term. Easy, lucrative, and fun. Yeah, it's a cool, cool little term. And so uh, I'm at a point. Well, I'll give you an example. I just got off a, a call with a guy who has this new site, and it's it's to empower kids and teach them leadership and entrepreneurship and all that. And, you know, he's got Les Brown and all these different celebrity thought leaders on there. And he wanted me to, to do some programs to help the kids. And I said, Hey man, I'm in a, a part of my passion is helping kids. And so, uh, uh, I'm in under one condition, how much time and effort and work do I have to put in? And he said, Oh, it'll just be like, you know, one 40 minute interview that I do with you every three or four months. I said, all right, man, I'm in because it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's lucrative because he's got hundreds of thousands of folks that will find out about me. So that will turn into business. And it's fun because I love talking about stuff like this and I especially love helping kids. So real easy to say, that's something that I want to do and focus on. So for me personally, it's got to be in my, my uh, superpower, if you will. And it's got to be easy, lucrative and fun. I like it. Yeah, it's a cool, cool little term. And so uh, I'm at a point, well, I'll give you an example. I just got off a, a call with a guy who has this new site and it's, it's to empower kids and teach them leadership and entrepreneurship and all that. And, you know, he's got Les Brown and all these different celebrity thought leaders on there. And he wanted me to, to do some programs to help the kids. And I said, hey, man, I'm in. A, a part of my passion is helping kids. And so uh, uh, I'm in under one condition, how much time and effort and work do I have to put in? And he said, Oh, it'll just be like, you know, one 40 minute interview that I do with you every three or four months. I said, all right, man, I'm in because it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's lucrative because he's got hundreds of thousands of folks that will find out about me. So that will turn into business. And it's fun because I love talking about stuff like this and I especially love helping kids. So real easy to say, that's something that I want to do and focus on. So for me personally, it's got to be in my my uh, superpower, if you will, and it's got to be easy, lucrative, and fun. Superpowers. So I'd like to ask you about your heroes. Who do you look up to? Well, definitely my mom and dad. You know, I'm from a still town, not having much, but two of the most wisdom people I've ever met because they gave me life wisdom. Right. You know, my mom said, enjoy all the success that you could have and that you want, but never forget and never keep your never forget your family and your friends. Always keep them a top priority and always tell them you love them and care about them. I mean, that should be taught in every school in the world. That's great advice. Right. My dad was the one that told me, you know, you can do anything you want in life if you don't listen to people who tell you, you can't do it. And if you always believe in yourself. I mean, why isn't that taught in every university, every school, every grade in, in the world? 
So it was nuggets like that. But I also, you know, I, I, I believe you don't go to school once in your life. You're in school every single day of your life. The minute you choose, hear me, the minute you choose to stop learning, you will stop earning. And I don't just mean an income. I mean, you know, earning growth where you continue to grow. I always say if you want to go more, you got to grow more. Right. So earning is more than just money. But <clears throat> I'm, so I'm constantly learning. I mean, I've read 5,000 books. I just went on Amazon and, and got three more books last night. I just connected up with uh, Lee Steinberg, who's a, a super sports agent, represents 300 professional athletes. If you ever saw the movie Jerry Maguire with Tom Cruise, this is kind of the real Jerry Maguire that they based the movie on. And I'm interviewing him for my coaching clients. So was uh, coming up in about four weeks. So what did I do? I went on Amazon and I bought both of his books that he wrote. And I'll read those books before we do the interview. And I'll know more about what, how he thinks in his life and you know what he tries to teach people than probably anybody that's ever interviewed him because nobody took the time to read his dang book. You know, so I'm always learning. I'm always I've always got new mentors in the form of books, audios, podcasts, etc. And talking of books, you've written many yourself. I mean, maybe you could tell us a little bit about well about all your books. Yeah, yeah. So actually, just uh, counting it up today, it was it's 22 that I did, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> since this whole you know, pandemic things started a few months ago, I finished two more books because, you know, I told all my coaching clients and I, and I have coaching clients that are, uh, we have about 130 some coaching clients and right now it's 25,000 and $100,000 for our coaching level. And I was telling them as soon as this all happened, I said, yeah, we're not going to be back to some normalcy for another year. So don't, don't panic, protect yourself. But Get into proactive production mode. Don't sit here. Don't go watch television. What can you move up that you were going to do 12 months, 18 months, three years from now? Move it up now and get it done. So for me, it was like, uh, hey, I got these books, two other books that I was going to do you know, in a year or two. I'm like, well, I'll just move them up now. Was, you know. So I've, I've written a book called Millionaire Success Secrets. It's uh, 33 ways what I call millionaire top achievers, 33 ways millionaire top and top achievers, how they act and they think because seven and eight figure entrepreneurs think way differently than everyone else. That's the reason they're seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. So millionaire success secrets. I wrote millionaire selling secrets, um, all, all strategies and ideas from a seven and eight figure level person, uh, millionaire referral secrets, how to get a whole bunch of business referrals, millionaire entrepreneur secrets, um, uh, millionaire networking secrets. And then I wrote a whole bunch of books uh, in the speaking profession as well, because I do a lot of speaking. Yeah, I mean, how do you go about that process of writing a book? I mean, is it a case of, you know, you open up your laptop or do you go old school with pen and paper? Ah, yeah, great question. No, I um, first of all, what I try to teach people um, who want to do a book is you already have a book done. You probably have information out there somewhere. You wrote blog articles, you put Facebook posts out, you put you know Twitter posts out. I told a very famous celebrity one time, 
um, I was speaking in an event and I'm looking as I'm on stage and I'm like, I, I know, I know this guy. He's sitting in the front row. And uh, this guy came up to me after and I'm like, oh my gosh, it really is the guy. And right. And, and, and uh, so uh, we were talking about books and all that. And, and I said, you know, you have a television show. And at the end, you you put out tweets that are inspirational, all that, right? I, I watched some of your show stuff. He goes, yeah, yeah, I've done that. And I said, well, why don't you just go get all the tweets and put one or two on a page and bind it up? That's your book. Because your stuff that you put out is very inspirational and, and, you know, encouraging. Why do you have to sit down and write a whole bunch of stuff? And he was like, dang, I never thought about that. And I said, you know, one of the best-selling books of all time is Life's Little Instruction Book. And it's just one or two sentences on a page of, of good wisdom and nuggets that people need to hear. I said, just do that. Just go get your tweets. Your book's already done. Yeah. It's a case of don't overthink it, isn't it? Don't overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, I did a book one time for somebody where uh, it was a surprise as a birthday present for her. She didn't even know it was going to be done. I went on her Facebook page and I pulled off. She puts out great wisdom and you know, um, encouragement. And I went on her Facebook page and I pulled off a hundred of her posts that she wrote from the previous three years. And I put one on a page. I had a cover designed and, you know, put it and bound it all together, presented it to her as a birthday present. And all it was, was her Facebook post. She already wrote. She had never thought that that stuff could turn into a book. I'm like, why? It's great wisdom. Let's just on some paper. Absolutely. I mean, I think people sometimes underestimate their own creativity, you know, just in terms of, oh, it's only a Facebook post, it's only a tweet, but actually it is content in your own words. It is. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And James, what's next for you? What are you working on right now? Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm actually uh, launching a uh, podcast and a, and a big YouTube channel and uh, building up the social media aspect because it's something I never really cared about in the past. And now I realize that this part of my life, I can reach and help more people if more. I get this all the time, all the time. Like I'll, I'll be working with somebody and they'll be like, man, I've been in like 10 different coaching programs. And I never get told the stuff that you tell me about, like how to profit and make money and all. Like you just cut right to the chase and you show me so many ways that pro how, and here's what I get. How come more people don't know about you? I mean, just, I'm, I'm not like that. I mean, I, I have I'm some of the biggest thought leaders in the world. I work with them behind the scenes and big celebrities and, you know, they just, I just believe they, it's like the man uh, Hitch in the movie Hitch, Will Smith played, Hitch. He never advertised that he was the dating doctor. People just came to him, right? Because they was the best. And that's kind of like what I, but I get that all the time. And I just thought one day, I said, you know what? It's a shame that things that I'm blessed to, to know aren't going to help as many people as possible. So that's really what I'm focused on. Like, how do we get this, get this out there? So I hired an Instagram team. I hired a YouTube team to build a YouTube channel. And, and we're going to be in the next couple months going full force we had a podcast team that's going to be doing our podcast and blasting it out great how can people find out more about you james where where should we head oh thank you real simple www.bigmoneyspeaker.com bigmoneyspeaker.com real simple to remember by the way there's a little tip for everybody 
If anybody's ever going to have a website, you create a website that's really easy to remember with words. And number two, creates an image in people's minds when you say the website because they will never forget it. You will always remember bigmoneyspeaker.com because when I say those words, you actually see it in your subconscious mind. Perfect. James, listen, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate that you spoke with us. It's been great to catch up and good luck with the podcast, that YouTube channel and everything else that you're working on. I really appreciate you having me. I thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To keep up to date with all things Marketing Bugle podcast, join my free email updates, which includes a regular downloadable magazine to help you with your business marketing online. Visit martinbrown.com. That's Martin with a Y.